It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to help you understand who we are as human beings and keeping that alignment between the spiritual, the emotional, the intellectual, and the physical parts. Um, A lot of people may have one or more of their parts working for them, but they seldom have all four. So I've tried to bring guests on the show over these last uh, five years now so that uh, they can help all of us understand their particular expertise in whichever of those fields they happen to be in. So I have as a returning guest today, uh, Gina. And Gina and I are going to be talking about healthy spirit keeping. And uh, Gina Nelson is, uh, she refers to herself as the secret keeper. And her role is to educate and empower others to heal from the pain of their secrets. So that's what we're going to be talking about in just a couple of minutes. Um, I do want to remind everyone that if you go to my website, which is www synergyconnectionradio.com there's 25 pages of shows now there's over 350 of them and um, there's a synopsis for each and every show so you can glance at that and see if it's something that maybe speaks to you personally uh, to your own soul evolution if you will and it's something that you maybe need to hear at this point in your life. So go check out that. Also on the um, landing page of the website, you'll see Boomers Forever Young. And that is the company who does sponsor the show. Um, I've been using their products for five years now. And I do believe it's what has kept me super healthy. Um, so when you get to that link, if you jump into their website, they also have a podcast They have amazing products that uh, have videos and blogs and and whatever, and you can read about some of those. Um, In today's world, what I am seeing as a therapist, because my podcast is part of what I do, but I also am a therapist with clients, and I am seeing just this huge number of people that are coming in with anxiety and depression these days. And, you know, I'm talking about kids as well as adults. So if that's the case, um, you might want to check out, there is a product in there. I've been using it for a couple of years because when COVID happened, I think my anxiety increased and uh, it's a product called ashwagandha and it's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, It's out of India, but um, people that have anxiety or maybe struggling with a little bit of sleep issues, then you can use that and it comes the adrenal glands. And you got to remember that the adrenal glands are what secrete cortisol and cortisol is what gives us the fight or flight. And so we don't want to be going to bed at night, you know, on alert, that is not the way to go to sleep and, and get good restful sleep. So we, I recommend ashwagandha to people. There's a lot of other things on there that um, might address a particular health concern that you have and check out their testimonies because They have literally thousands of testimonies from people, but um, maybe one of the testimonies is exactly what you're dealing with. And so that could help you choose a particular product. When you get ready to check out, if you want to have $5 off 
just type my name into the discount bar, uh, L-U-C-Y. And when you check out, you'll get five bucks off. And with uh, the cost of everything these days and inflation not slowing down at all, um, take advantage of it. You know, use the five bucks to your advantage. All right. So Gina, welcome back to the show. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me again. And, you know, I really wanted to just comment on what you said about visiting your website. Uh Um, I love scrolling down the old shows and seeing the titles because, Uh as you said, I can kind of pick what my mood is or where I'm at. Um, And it just makes it really nice to see those um, just very brief synopsis of of what I can get into. So. Right, right. Well, I I mean, this is your second show there Mm -hmm. and uh, today's and um, I was just talking to somebody who's not going to be on until the end of February that I mentioned to you, but <clears throat> I think there's some that are, um, there's one person that's coming back in a couple of weeks and he wrote a book called the afterlife frequencies. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've listened to his show, but he is a fourth generation medium, but he's also an attorney. Mm. And so he has that very legal kind of brain uh, with details And so he kind of wraps his arms around something that is definitely woo-woo by most people's standards, you know, to talk about the afterlife, but he makes common sense out of it so that people can understand that this is not the only game in town. This is our physical game, but it's not our only game. So he talks about it in terms of moving from the AM station of physicality Mm. to the FM station of spirituality, you know, when we once again can be totally free and unencumbered uh, by this physical body that we're in. So it's, it's, that's wonderful because you have someone who uh, can speak a lot of languages, you know, to the business people and then also expand uh, the awareness of that. I had a teacher once um, from Hawaii and he was a spiritual kahuna and he was a construction worker. And uh, no one who he worked with, he was a a big guy, strong guy, knew that his spiritual life and his teaching was a huge part of what he what he did. And he talked about being up on scaffolding, having lunch uh, with the hard hats on (laughs) Uh and being connected to his students and those who he worked with in the spiritual world and um, uh, and hearing them talk to him, speaking with them. Uh, and that the other guys having lunch had no idea that he was, you know, living this very full uh, life on many dimensions at the same time. Isn't um, that fascinating? You yeah, know, so I mm-hmm. nobody really ever knows who you are. Like if you just go to the grocery store or the drugstore, you have no idea, you know, what what's in these people's lives. Um, but energetically, I think you can tell. You can look at somebody and their energy is transferred, you can feel it, or at least I can always feel it. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. I'm doing a um, little workshop later uh, today, and it's about, it's called um, All Things Hidden, Mm -hmm. All Hidden Things, and it's about secrets. And I also included invisible illness and invisible pain into this, um, because it's related in that, what you just mentioned about the grocery store, is that when we move around in the world and we look like we're functioning, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, No one quite knows all the ins and outs um, of what's happening with us, either on a physical level or a mental Mm -hmm. level or an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's assumptions that are made 
that we must be okay because we're able to get to the grocery store or it might not be that bad because we're able to function at this right. level or we showed up at work. And so it's just gonna be a conversation um, about making some space to be able to talk about those things because the majority of us um, are living with either um, uh, with, with hidden things, whether they're secrets or um, there's a mo mental health challenges that we have to manage or mm -hmm. physical challenges, even, you know, something that's invisible like fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue. Mm -hmm. And so I really look at this um, as humans, because we all have this, you know, as warriors, as spiritual and, and, and physical warriors that we can actually function to a point Mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis with all of this going on. And part of why I want to talk about it um, and why I promote bringing out the awareness of this topic is that it is so common and yet we don't talk about it. And if we can do that more, if we can talk about secrets more, we can not specific as about secrets, just that we all have them mm -hmm. or about hidden um, or invisible illnesses, then um, we might feel less isolated. Right, right. Um... Boy, and, and we have seen this come to the forefront over this last year with a lot of very famous individuals who have had, like you said, hidden illnesses. You can't really see it. It's not like, you know, they're using a wheelchair or a cane or, you know, anything like that. They, they look like they're functioning very normally. And yet inside they're not. And, and it's zapping all of their energy. You know, maybe it's giving them um, serious depression and who mm. knows what else. And so, but they go out and they do what they have to do uh, in many cases because of the income. I mean, they can't stay home. They have to go to work. Yeah. And, you know, and that's really interesting because I think what's happening also, you know, if we look at the celebrity group, you can look at someone like Selma Blair, mm -hmm. who's an actress who um, has M MS, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think I have that right. And now is on this program, Dancing with the Stars and showing people that she, it's a very hard um, existence. There's things that she can't do, right. um, but there's a lot that she can do. And she's wanting people to realize she's just the same person and is dealing with this, um, mm -hmm. this illness, whether sometimes it's invisible or visible. Um, and, and that that's the truth for everybody. I think it's the truth for most, most people, but we have this facade, um, and rightly so, right? We can't all be walking around with our wounds and talking about them all the time or we wouldn't be getting through our days of work. But sometimes that split of, I, I should be a certain way mm -hmm. or I wanna look a certain way on the outside, not necessarily you know, beauty wise, but just functioning wise, um, that I need to keep hidden uh, these things that are affecting me on a daily basis. Like it was really hard to get out of bed today, but I did it, right? So we're not owning kind of the warrior uh, I don't want to say archetype, but th that part of ourselves that really is uh, so I'm trying to think of the word here. Um, uh, it's functioning on such a level, right? Highly functioning because we were able to get past that element, that feeling and move on to the thing we had to do. And yet we never get to claim um that that's what we did today. We had this heroic effort we did today. And so we start living these kind of two lives. Mm -hmm. um, Isn't that a part of, you know, I, I hear people occasionally use the term hero's journey. 
But isn't that true of each and every one of us is that we are our own hero and we do have a journey and it begins at birth and it ends at death. And it's important for us to embrace who we are on that journey. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And I think looking that it make looking at it like that gives us the courage, right, to keep moving forward and gives us the permission to say, absolutely, obstacles are part of being human. Absolutely, I'm going to come up with mental, physical, emotional challenges along the way, because I'm human, not because I was unlucky, or there's something wrong with me, or um, I'm not doing it good enough, right? Exactly. It's, this is because we're human. Right. Um, and that normalizing of that, I think will free up some of that energy that we use, that I used um, to kind of keep all that hidden and that chaos and that confusion and, mm -hmm. and kind of wait for that moment when I've got it all figured out so that I can come out and be who I am. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of energy. And for some people that's decades and decades and decades. And then we find ourselves on our deathbeds sharing our, you know, our um, authentic selves saying, I actually, my life was like this. I've been wanting to tell you, I've been really struggling for decades. And what we, what we don't want to happen and what does happen is all those decades of holding that energy and trying to manage that energy and shame and, and isolation um, and without, without support um, is that it does suck out our life energy, that it does have ramifications um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and that mm -hmm. my work trying to begin teaching children um, healthy secret keeping tools, right? Even before they have a secret, how do they manage that information that's going to come in so just like brushing their teeth, they learn kind of a um, uh, energetic hygiene in their body um, so that they can um, eat more easily, deal with information that comes in that's a bit confusing. And what would they do with that? And let's learn some tools before we ever begin a process of thinking we need to go into shame and hiding. So I'm very curious, you know, as, as a um, psychotherapist for many years now, you know, one of the big, big, big secrets uh, is sexual abuse, you know, that the adult says to the child, this is our secret. Mm -hmm. So when that child, maybe you're working with that child, because, you know, that's one of their major secrets. And so how does a child begin to differentiate between no, this is not a secret, I should keep I need to tell somebody versus you know, keeping it because the adult said, this is our secret. Yeah. And I think that that's a good question. And I think that's part of this early education. And actually one thing um, I thought would be maybe helpful for listeners to go through is I have a little acronym um, that I'm going to pull up here uh, for healthy secret keeping. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason I made it, it's for, you know, adults and children, but the the thing about it and what I like about it is that we need to teach this new generation of, of children, right? How to deal with those situations. Mm -hmm. And we also need to teach the adults how to receive the information. And we also need to teach the adults how to model for the children, how they would do that. And so what this acronym does and then hopefully that will answer some of the question you asked and then uh -huh. we'll see at the end how we can how we can um how this would be useful for that 
is just by using the first letters of the word secret, I have S for self-compassion, right? Mm -hmm. So that we have to find a non-judgmental vantage point um, that we can hold ourselves as an adults um, with grace and compassion, right? With everything that happens in our life, right? So instead of burying it, instead of being, this is something I don't understand, wow, I'm in a hard situation right now. I better, I, I need to, I would like to um, see myself in that way and have some compassion that I'm struggling a little bit. Because if people know that navigating secrets is hard, right, it's not easy, then we can begin to go, oh yeah, I'm just in one of those situations that's hard for everybody. I would like a little help. And so by teaching that, that by teaching that this is territory that's tricky, right? And we should have self-compassion as we navigate it as a family or we navigate it as a friend, um, that what we want to do is have self-compassion and gentleness for ourselves. The next one is E, which is everyone has secrets. And there's a new, uh, you know, more recent field called the psychology of secrets. Um, and they're doing a lot of research right now into how many secrets do, do most people have in the world at one time? Um, what percentage of people have secrets? And I think it's 97% of people have at least one secret. Hmm. So this is a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. And yet, because we don't talk about, about the topic, people don't know. And so by sharing as adults, you know, we all have secrets. That's part of being human is we're going to get information we don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. um, it can help normalize and alleviate those overwhelming feelings. The next one is C, connect through stories. So I have a child. Um, and when I work with children, I can connect through stories about secrets in general. We're talking about the types of secrets there are, right? There's secrets as the one you shared, you know, about this child who's in a situation and an adult tells you don't tell. I could tell a general story about that. I, I could tell, say there's that type of secret. There's a secret where a friend says, my dad's hitting me, but don't tell anybody, right? Mm -hmm. How, mm -hmm. Secrets between friends, mm -hmm. um, differences between privacy and secrecy. So there's all of this just educational information that becomes part of the vocabulary of, of us um, that begins to be taught to people. So it's more common to go, oh, this is one of those secrets where someone told me not to tell. What mm -hmm, do I do? Mm -hmm. So we know that's normal. We don't have to be lost in the world alone. And so by as an adult now, as I start sharing general things about secrets with my child, he begins to know this is a topic we can talk about. You know, Sally told me something about Billy at school. What do I do, mom? Right? It becomes yeah. something. Right. Okay, the next one is R, relationship to secrets. And this is for adults for for us to begin to know what is the relationship with the secrets we carry do we do we even know what it that we're carrying them um if we are carrying them does it feel yucky does it feel heavy does it feel um does it make me feel unworthy of love does it make me feel alone do it make me feel like i can never tell anyone this so i might as well just never have a friend because i'll mm -hmm. always be alone in some way mm -hmm. Um, and then the next one is E, energetic feelings. So beginning to notice what are those feelings of, that are starting to arise now that I'm taking a moment to, to feel into my system? You know, am I beginning to feel hot? Am I beginning to feel shaky? Just beginning to notice what's in our body. Is there a place in my stomach that goes like hard and feels prickly? Do I feel nauseous? Noticing and then noticing our breathing because is our breathing beginning to get shallow? So beginning to have some mindfulness 
with our own body, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And noticing, having compassion. Wow, this is something I didn't even know I was holding, okay? And these, again, are very general, right? There's obviously a lot of work when you start talking about secrets, and that's why it's a delicate topic. Um, but as adults, to know what do we think about them so we can own that and then figure out how we want to help others and our own children. And then the last two are T, tend to the secrets garden. So we all have, if we all have secrets, um, and you can look at them as maybe like the core of the earth, um, we have these layers, right? The mantle, the crust, all of these layers around it, that's our defense system. Um, the territory around the secret that we've kind of developed. There's so much beautiful work that can be done about what it feels like to have a secret without ever talking about the secret. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, working with adults and children to say, you know what, that's a tough area when you have a secret and you don't feel like you can tell anybody um, or you've been living with it and now what do you do or you feel unworthy? Let's just see if we can ask for permission to go on the outside of the secret garden and just peek in and just have some compassion. Can we plant some seeds of compassion? Can we, right? So there's a lot of things we can do in the territory. Oh, wow, I kind of feel lonely here. I didn't know that. And we're not even talking about the secret. We're talking about the defense system and the and kind of the landscape we've cultivated over mm -hmm, decades and decades. Mm -hmm. So tending to that. And then the last one is support system. So with the word secrets, who's our support system? Teaching children from an early age on a piece of paper. Who are the people you would talk to in your life? Letting them know that most heroes and stories have support system. Look at Luke Skywalker, look at you know um, Harry Potter. People need each other. Who are yours? Put them on a paper, put them next to your bed and know that those people are there for you for anything you wanna talk about. So really starting to just um, expand their vocabulary, their permission and their normalizing of the topic. So I wanted to share that with you and your um, uh, listeners today. Yeah, I think that um, permission is a huge word here because you do have to give yourself permission to experience whatever that secret was. And then maybe, you know, in time being able to release it, I, I do something with some of my uh, clients that I work with and, and that's, you know, a ceremony of whether they've burned, they maybe have written it, you know, they can't correct it um, because maybe the person is no longer around. And yet they've been harboring this, mm. uh, these feelings for so long. And so I just have them write whatever it is they're feeling, and then they can tear it up. They can put it in a box. They can burn it. We had one person who um, burned the issue. And then um, we went down to the water's edge and she released it into the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. And, um, you know, so symbolically, it's no longer a part of the person's life. And, and you have to have permission in order to do that, to bring it out into the daylight. Yeah. And to have, and, and also to have people with skills, you know, like you who can, you know, come in and say, let's, I will, this is a safe place to handle this. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the work that I'm doing is trying to be a bridge between the people who don't have access to reaching out or don't know how, or are too afraid or don't have permission or mm -hmm. resources um, or understanding. To be, to be able to walk this bridge a little bit further to get comfortable with the topic to under, right. to even um, explore their own territory a little bit right and then maybe get to a point where they go oh yeah this is really hard for me and oh yeah it is it is okay to talk about it and I'd like to do that in a way that feels really safe this person makes me feel safe I'll go talk to her 
So it's that beginning part of the bridge I feel is missing in our society. And that's what the gap, that's what I'm trying to fill. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job of it. Um, So we're going to take a very short break. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection show, where I have as my guest, uh, Gina, and Gina and I are talking about uh, secrets and what to do with secrets. Uh, that might be holding you back from living your best life. Um, so welcome back again, Gina. And oh, thank you. Um, I know we just finished, you know, the acronym that you had for the word secrets. And, you know, that helps people understand, you know, maybe a little bit better how they're going to embrace and work through that process of addressing things that might be decades old. I think in some cases they probably are. And um, certainly that would have been holding them back from, as I said, living their best life because a secret that is deeply embedded in you, you know, can create all kinds of work relationship issues and Mm. personal relationship issues and, you know, health problems um, because it eats away at you. And quite often I've told people there's, there's two key issues for almost all of us um, health wise cardiovascular health, Mm. Um, heart disease is still the number one killer of women, which I find very interesting. Uh, And we tend to be the caregivers, you know, heart related, we lovingly care for others. Um, And cancer and cancer, uh, quite often is really a result of things that have been eating away at you for years and years and years. And, you know, hence that is what cancer does. It eats away at your body internally and sometimes externally if it's a skin cancer. So uh, I think both of those issues bear to be, um, you know, like at least uh, illuminated for lack of a better mm. word, because we, we don't think about that. We just shove the secrets down on the inside, but mm-hmm. we don't think about what it might be doing to us, not just emotionally, but physically. So have you seen that with a lot of your people that, you know, have come in and done workshops with you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, I also do um, end of life support and a lot of times what will happen and it's fascinating because it may not be until this, this kind of process of knowing that life is coming to an end that the person be, uh, shares it, but they've known it the whole time. And mm-hmm. that's the part I feel so I'm, I'm, it's heartbreaking. And it's true for me as well, right? You know, I mean, I've done, I've held things for decades and decades. So, but that the person knows the toll it's taking. Some mm-hmm. people do. This is that piece. This, I know, 
I know it's not true, but I feel unworthy because I did this thing and uh, 20 years ago, right. but they, they can identify it. And, um, and so, yeah, so I think there is an awareness on, uh, on a lot of people, it, for a lot of people that there's something internal that's making them not feel well. I know for me, a lot of, um, you know, my hardships or my traumas uh, lead to kind of that, that heart break feeling where my mm -hmm. heart is broken, you know, and I feel like I can't give my child the life I want. My heart is broken, right? Because I also, as a child, didn't feel like maybe I had the life I wanted. I couldn't quite get there, right? Mm -hmm. So I've kind of got all this emotion in there and, um, and it takes a toll. It takes yeah. a huge toll on people. I, um, yeah, I actually had a little poem. Uh, it's called a meditation on, it's not a poem. It's a little meditation on secrets. It's about a, two minutes uh -huh, Sure. Uh, that might illustrate that a little bit. Um, it's called um, a meditation on secrets. Where do our secrets lie? And so I would just invite viewers if they wanted to take two minutes, if they could close their eyes and just do a little internal scan and a little, we don't have time to do a little breathing exercise, but just kind of getting in touch with their body and creating space to explore this for a minute or two. Where do our secrets lie? Perhaps in a dark cavern worn infinitely deeper at the center of our interior landscape, or perhaps weighing heavy on our shoulders, reminding us of daily pain, of our daily pain and demanding our constant strength and diligence, or maybe wandering in the textured iris and dark pupils of our eyes, attaching to each sparkle and twinkle and giving a tug when happiness tries to filter in. Maybe they're hopelessly dancing around the perfect diamond core at the center of our being, guarding against our musing, musings of lightness, worthiness, and connection. Perhaps they are active in our fingers and hands as we work to repay, try to repay our self-perceived debts. Do these secrets lie in layers, muffling our calls for help and leaving us directionless and hopeless? Were they given to us from our ancestors, immediate family or friends as a burden to carry forward until our dying breath? Did we unknowingly write a contract with ourselves to protect our secrets at any cost? Who wrote the rule book on how, where and when to hold these powerful experiences? Hmm. Who decided that their power, the power they hold is worth everything? Wow. And, and how true is that? I mean, I, I would imagine, like you said earlier, that there's no one that is, is alive, um, you know, starting at maybe even age two or three, when a sibling says to a younger sibling, <laughs> you know, don't tell mom, <laughs> don't mm -hmm. tell dad. <laughs> and, you know, it goes from there. Um, the number of times that coworkers may be talking about somebody, you know, like, um, you know, you didn't hear it from me, but... And then right, you know, right. whatever little comment is going to be said about maybe somebody else that they work with that they know or they think they know. And so they're telling the secret. Yeah. Yeah. And they're fun. And I guess what I want to leave yours with, I know we're coming to the end, um, is that to begin to have conversations in general about secrets. It doesn't have to be anything about you. It could mm -hmm. be conversations about, hey, what do you think about when someone says something and I'm supposed to hold it? begin to just let this be a normal part of conversation because it's certainly a part of uh, being a human and I think we can do a better job as a society 
uh, giving each other and our kids permission uh, to have some tools and then teach them. You know, as as I'm, you know, sitting here uh, talking to you, I'm even thinking like as simple as a Hallmark movie or the politics of right now as we move into midterms. Um, that's what is coming out. I mean, the politicians are throwing at each, a, you know, at one another, but it's all about the secret. Did you know? And whether it's true or not, they're saying it. Yep. And even the little, like I said, the Hallmark movies, you know, if I want to do nothing but, you know, just veg on the couch <laughs> and watch an hour of a sweet story. I love they've it. Got, they've got secrets in there though. Yep. Many cases. And so then they have to, you know, kind of come to face whatever the secret was. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, love overcomes. And there you go. It's, you know, it's got a happy ending, which is why. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So yeah, right. So it's like let's have compassion for ourselves uh-huh. because it's something that we all have to navigate and let's do it in a in a way that honors, you know, who we are and that we're worthy of love and that just because we have secrets doesn't make us any less worthy. Um, right. And so, yeah. I think animals have secrets too. Oh, I wonder that about my dog. I look at my dog sometimes and I wonder like if he's thinking secrets like about his feelings, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder. Or How about the you? one that, uh, you know, when, when you uh, come home and your shoe is all chewed up. <laughs> a little little guilt yep. yeah but, you know i didn't do it mom not me <laughs> so <laughs> is that so. a doggy secret i know <laughs> I, and then i say i didn't do it <laughs> and then i have two dogs so do they have secrets with oh, you know we, about yeah, yeah. right yeah. where yeah. they hid the bone from me or where they hid the slipper from me uh-huh right exactly how fun mm-hmm. um so what is the most common secret that somebody mm. actually holds? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I have that information. Now, there's some really good um, articles right now where they, they really have uh, given some uh, surveys and been trying to, and they will list like the most, com- the 10 most common secrets people have. Um, I'm sure infidelity is probably way Yeah. But you know, maybe it's interesting. even a diagnosis, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe they don't want the family to worry. So they get the diagnosis and then they don't share it. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting. Um, some of the work with um, hidden illness that I'm starting to, or invisible illness is I'm noticing a pattern between people who have kind of carved out that pathway for themselves about where these secrets are. And then maybe now they get a diagnosis, they don't know how to deal with it or something happens and it kind of goes right back into that pathway of, oh, maybe I should keep this hidden. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't. And there's a little bit of a, um, uh, again, claiming your space to exist. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and that's again with with trying to help kids at an early age learn how to do this. Because if we just keep going into those, you know, those worn pathways uh, that aren't um, uh, beneficial. Right. And then today, um, you know, with, inflation the way it is uh, a lot of times the companies are looking at you know can we keep all of the employees and so if you're on the bubble at work or something like that you know is that a secret you're going to bring home because you don't want your kids or your wife or your husband to worry about you know what's happening possibly down the road so you keep it keep it inside and how great would it be if that person was like, I'm not telling my family yet, but I can feel this is making me sick. 
Yes. So they call their buddies and they say, meet me, you know, at the bar. Right. <laughs> I'm not telling my family, but I'm literally don't know. Can we, and just that you get it out and you become connected and not isolated. And it's that isolation. And then when you're not isolated, you can then begin to open up your system to be more expansive, to problem solve how you then tell your family. Well, you know what? I just, this just occurred to me and maybe it, maybe you know it already, but remember back with the Catholic faith, you always went to confession. A lot of people went every single yeah. week uh, to confession, but maybe what they were really doing is getting the secrets out. As and I they thought were about dropping them, them off yeah. with a person that they knew they could trust and they could say anything in the confessional and then walk away. And I don't think that that's happening too much anymore. <laughs> I don't. And it's such a tricky, uh, tricky uh, religion because yes, I was raised yes. Catholic because then there's also that underlying, you know, guilt uh, right, associated exactly. with we're all sinners. Right. So does it balance that out? Um, I don't know. But I do think and I, and I agree with you. I've thought about that before. I've thought of like, that is a, a what a great practice to be able to unburden yourself. Right. Uh, well, maybe, and have maybe the answer is for everybody to have a special, you know, decorate a beautiful box, go to Michael's, decorate this box any way you want to decorate it. And that is your secret box. And, mm -hmm. you know, you at least have a safe place to either write or speak your secret. Native Americans did this um, for centuries. And I did a workshop many years ago with uh, a man by the name of Sunbear, who's now deceased. But he taught a group of us uh, how the Native Americans would get all of their anger and anxiety and stuff out of themselves. And they would dig a hole and they would speak it into the hole. And then they would plant like a um, kernel of corn or you know wheat or something. So mm -hmm. the concept was that out of negativity can come something that is very positive and life producing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And I actually do ceremony uh, with uh, groups. And we do, um, they have boxes, they can choose about okay. what level they want to what level they want to disclose or not disclose. Um, but the point is, it's done in ceremony, and it's done in community. Mm -hmm. And so even that box you're talking about, uh, that, that people could put their secrets in and decorate. How beautiful is that when you could do that with a group? I'm just picture a group of nine year olds being like, let's make our secret boxes together. I'm not going to tell you mine. Oh, you don't tell me yours, but let's write them and decorate them and put them in our boxes and have a fun party. You don't have to know the person's secret, but you know you're mm -hmm. not alone in having them. Right. And so, um, yeah. So anyways. That I, is so cool. Yeah, well, I love having you on my show. And I love the topic of secrets and how we can get rid of secrets and, you know, I'll be healthier as a result. So share with everybody real quickly how they can find you. And it will be also on uh, the show's website. Yeah, my um, website is nurture, www nurture, the number three healing.com. Mm -hmm. And my email is gina.nurture3healing at gmail.com. Okay. And you do programs with people remotely, you know, like through. Zoom. I do. I do webinars and classes. Um, I live in Port Nor or Portland, Oregon, uh, see people individually, travel. I like to speak. So all sorts of things and all work right. with schools. All so right. thank you so much, Lucy. I always love talking with you. I could talk for hours with you. 
<laughs> I'm sure that our guests would have to take breaks to eat or something. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but I'll be having you back on the show in probably about four months. Sounds so we'll wonderful. See you then. Have a wonderful holiday season too. All right. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks for all you do. Oh, Bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.